but thanks be to God that gives us you know the Lord ain't like some people they, they give you something and take it back but the Bible says God has give us the victory and when he gives you something that's that good and perfect gift and those gifts from God are without repentance he just, I'm not going to take that I'm not going to wave victory in front of you Oh, no, I think I'll just pull that away from you. I'm going to tell you, when he gave you the Holy Ghost, he gave you victory. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. He gave you something that the world cannot overcome. I'm thankful for the victory that God gives us today. Anybody thankful for victory? Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout in this house. Hallelujah. We're thankful for the victory of the victory in Jesus. Appreciate our choir and our music today. God bless you. Appreciate our media and sound. God bless you. And appreciate the saints of God. God bless you. Thankful for our kids, ministries, Sunday school teachers, youth leaders. God bless you. Thankful for people that pray. God bless you. Thankful for people that give. God bless you. Thankful for people that labor for the Lord. God bless you today. All of our visitors, it's good to see you. It's just super good to have Sister Lydia Swalls with us for a little bit. Glad she's here with us for a little bit. Good to have Brother Landon with us this morning. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord with us. It's amazing. He came all the way to Georgia to be in church with us. I don't understand that. Wouldn't be any other incentive, I'm sure. You see, even my own kids ain't immune from it. I'm going to get them when when I get a chance. Love them. Appreciate them. Appreciate all of you so much. I love what I do. love living for the Lord, and I love, I love pastoring this church, and I love the people I pastor. Thankful that God has called me to do what I do wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm glad today. It's because of this that I met most of you. Some of you I knew before I began to pastor, but most of you I did not meet until after. And so I am thankful today for God calling me to pastor this church. Me and my wife wouldn't be anywhere else. And I definitely, this is not a one, one man, I may be the pastor, but it ain't a one man job. I need the Lord and I need that, that pretty woman over there. And, uh, yeah, she is pretty. She's something else. And I'm thankful for her. She's my help. Before I ever became anything like a minister, she was already inspiring me. Uh, I didn't know young people like her existed in the world I grew up in. They didn't. And so when I met her and, and began to know her, I was amazed by her and her love for the Lord and the things that she does for God. And, and I'm thankful that it just inspired me to be better. God's good all the time, all the time. Man, well, I know, I, I'm trying to just piddle around because I know what y'all going to try to do at the end of this, this Pastor Appreciation Month and those kind of things make me so uncomfortable. Uh, I just, I, I, you know, I, I know you guys love me and I appreciate it. And uh, and stuff, but it's just I just love having church and just uh, and of course I've been I've been scolded a couple of times over the last few weeks because people we like oh you you've got to let people do this you got to do this and it's you know it's it's all right and I'm like yeah well still makes me uncomfortable so but I'm glad to be here wouldn't be anywhere else and glad to see you today if you have your Bibles you want to turn. Just one verse of scripture very quickly today. And I won't be long today. I know we've got a lot of things to do. And uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna preach what I've got. And um, then we'll let the Lord do what he does. Uh, I'm not rushing through because we have a fall festival. I'm not rushing through because of, I'm just saying I don't think this will be very long today. And so we're just going to see what God will say. But I, I would challenge you. If you're here today to listen to what the Word of God is saying, 
And if you see where it is uh, applicable to your life, then apply it. If you realize, hey, he just said something I needed to hear or I needed to do, move on it. Don't, don't roll it around and think on it. Just move on it because it's the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord, it ain't wrong. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 22. The Lord speaking through the prophet said, For though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me, saith the Lord God. Awesome, nobody took off running. I'm going to read it one more time. I want you to hear it. Except I'm just going to paraphrase it. If you were to wash yourself and bathe yourself with the greatest cleaner you could find, what's going on in the inside of you would still be there, and I can still see it, saith the Lord. I want to talk to you for a few moments on this thought. One word, clean. Praise God. Let's, let's pray together. Precious Jesus, we love you today, honor you in this house. We're thankful for the blood that washes whiter than snow. Let our ears hear what the Spirit would say today. Let us understand what we need to do. God, we're going to praise you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I like to preach with this and pay off and get. Sometimes I've got it on. You can be seated. Unless you want to stand. You can stand. I got to stand. I mean, you know. Praise God. Clean. Everybody like to be clean, except kids. <laughs> but there's nothing like a clean car. I love a clean car. Nothing like a clean suit, clean clothes. One of the very first things we experience as a child when we are born is being cleaned after they let the mother hold that child for a moment they're going to flip and flop and turn that child every which way they can to clean him or her to wash get her clean get the, the, the stuff off of them <laughs> I got myself in trouble there I was supposed to stop before I went to that, that far went over the edge <laughs> Babies, you remember for parents that have children, that first baby, friend, it would give you, you know what uh, mesophobia is? It's the fear of germs and dirt and anything that is, of just being dirty, being filthy. Man, we would clean everything. You know, you, they drop that pacifier. You, you know, you wash and rinse before you. You know, the second child, man, they eating lint and everything. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> first child, we clean everything, or we throw it away if we don't want to take a chance on it. I threw a lot of bottles away because they would stay under the car seat for about a week, and not on purpose. We were, good, we were good parents. Hey, any other parent know what I'm talking about in here? Say amen. It happens. Child drink it, throws it. You don't even know they threw it. It's up under the seat. He finally, a week later, would looks like cottage cheese in it. It's, I'm not washing that. Let's, let's throw it away. So we give them baths, we wipes, sanitizer. Everything's got to be clean. We want to be clean. 
We grow up here and clean your room. We didn't often do it. Wash your hands, take a bath, clean the house, clean the yard, clean your car, clean your clothes, clean yourself. Uh, yeah. The, the market today is flooded with more products for cleaning than you can even name. Soaps, detergents, sprays, wipes, solvents, stain remover, OxyCleaner. Uh, we grew up hearing about how to get rid of ring around the collar. Whisk. Uh, we grew up with shout it out. Uh, and then if you want to be clean as a whistle, Irish Springs. Tide pins, OxyClean, bleach, borax. And if it can't be clean and we can't, don't have time to clean it, we will make it smell clean. And here comes Febreze. <laughs> you learn about how kids don't understand about being clean if you ever work youth camps. Especially teen camp. Because somehow these young men believe that they can put their sweaty body into a clean pair of clothes and not smell. And so we, we spend the week inhaling Axe body spray Amen. and body odor. Axe does not clean you, and it, don't, and it don't really cover up what's happened. Take a shower. Put on deodorant. Be clean. You know, we don't wear... Dirty clothes, we give it the sniff test, see if, it was, see if it'll work, and if it does, then we wear it. If it not, we'll wash it. We don't eat or drink out of dirty dishes, we wash them. We don't want to throw away our favorite shirt or blouse because of a stain. We want the best stain remover because we want to save that garment. But there is only so much that Tide or Shout can do. Since March 15th, 2020, People have been obsessed with cleaning, sanitizing. We ran out of wipes. We ran out of hand sanitizer. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Special cleaners to make sure we were killing something that was invisible because we wanted everything to be clean. If it can't be cleaned with well, a product, then our favorite shirt becomes a dust rag, goes in the trash, we just need to be clean. But in the scripture that we just read, the Lord is not referring to grass stains, mud stains, grease stains, barbecue sauce or salsa. He's talking about something that has stained us to the core, which is why he said, you can wash. Wash your hair, wash your face, wash your body. You can Wash yourself, scrub yourself, use special cleanser to where there are no germs on your body. You, you can get this outside clean, spick and span, but I can still see what has happened on the inside. There's still something that I must deal with. It is a fact we cannot save ourselves. We can't because we can't eradicate sin out of our life. Oh, now we can walk upright before him. We can do our best to serve him. We, we have resolutions and we turn over new leaves and we, we do all these things that I'm going to be a better person and we start being polite. We start being nice. We stop swearing. We stop, you know, drinking and, and uh, fighting and being mean and hateful. We, we, we can stop all those things and yet still God would say, as much as you just cleaned up your act, I still see a need in your life. There's still something going on inside of you that uh, you can't touch. And so we understand that it is by grace through faith we are saved. We need to understand that it takes Jesus to save us. I, I have no uh, problem believing that. But I do believe today that there are things that we can do to, uh, in the Scripture, obedience to the Scripture, that can clean what we can't clean with soap and water. There's something that we can do. Uh, sin affects the outside of us. It does, but it resides inside. And so if you can wash and bathe, but if, if you don't deal with what's going on the inside, it will continue uh, to manifest on the outside. Jesus spoke to his people to 
of the Pharisees in his day in Matthew chapter 23, and he said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. You blind Pharisee, clean first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. You see, that's why we tell people don't try to get good to come to church or come to the Lord. Come to the Lord so you can get good. He said, come let God deal with what's going on on the inside. You see, because you can just frustrate yourself to no end by trying to be a better person, but still wonder why do I feel sick inside? Because only Jesus can heal what's going on on the inside. The only way you'll get clean on the inside is through the Lord. It's going to take him. We can clean up pretty good, get the right looks, say the right things, be the best image that we can be. But the psalmist reminded me in Psalm 39 and 5 that verily every man at his best state is altogether vanity. And then he said, think about it. Selah, think about that. Think about it for a minute. Do your very best and it would still be vanity because there is one issue that only God can resolve. So resolutions every new year, new leaves that we turn over, cleaning up our act, that will not get rid of what's going on underneath. We still need the Lord. When we first moved in this building, the carpet in it was horrendous. And so with all the chairs out, we wiped down and cleaned as best we could, but then we had these guys come. Right in that area in the front, there were stains on the carpet. And he came through and he, he cleaned that thing and I was like, wow, that stain is gone. And, and about 20 minutes later, it rose back up. And he said, this has been there so long. He said, it's all the way down at the bottom. He said, we'll hit it two or three more times. He said, but about a week, he said, you'll see it again. And he wasn't lying. In about a week, here come that stain again. Looked real good for a little while. But after people walked on it and people began to use it, here come the stain back up again. I tell you, it's like that. When we try to just simply clean the outside, there's something on the inside. There's something that's got to happen uh, so that it don't keep rising back up. We need something from the Lord. We need to be clean. I don't want the things that, uh, uh, that I was to come rising back up inside of me. It doesn't matter how we appear on the outside the Lord sees what's going on on the inside. We were born this way. We were born into this, under this curse of sin. You know that. We were born into it. We, uh, but it wouldn't matter if your whole existence on this planet, if you never swore, never lied, never stole, never cheated, there would still be something that God needs to deal with. Because by Adam's disobedience, it says many are made unrighteous. We are all under that curse. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The scripture says if we say we have no sin, then we're a liar because it's there. But I didn't do nothing. No, but Adam did. <laughs> and, and you were born under that curse. It's there. But then we add to it as we grow because we do lie or cheat, or steal, or have addictions, or perversions, or hatred, or bitterness, or unforgiveness, or whatever else you can think of. And it might be hidden on the surface, but it is a stain on the soul that we cannot remove. Well, that, pretty, that stinks, Pastor. Thanks for just brightening my day. I'll, I'll go a little farther. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The wages of sin are death. And if that was all that was written, we'd be in bad shape. But we are not without hope, and we are not without an answer. 1 John 1 and 7 tells us, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That thing that would kill you, only Jesus can deal with it. That thing that causes death, only Jesus can deal with it. His disciples asked him in Matthew 19, they said, who 
can be saved. And the Lord said, with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All the things that you've done, he can deal with. All the things that you may have participated in, he can get rid of it. There ain't nothing that God can't fix. There ain't a life that God can't put back together. There ain't a soul that God can't wash clean through his blood. Let me tell you, there is nothing. It's impossible with us. Don't ever come to your pastor and say, save me. I can't save you. I can tell you about the one who can. I can take you to the water and put you down in the name of the one that can wash you whiter than snow. With men, it's impossible. But with God, oh, why would you ever not want to be around him? Why would you ever not want to talk to him? Why would you ever not want to serve him that can wash you and cleanse you and make you whole? I want to be clean. And you know, I think about John the Baptist when he looked up and saw Jesus walking down that road. Didn't look like much coming down the road. Scripture says there was no beauty in him that he should be desired. He, he didn't just look extra special above anybody else. But when he saw him, the Holy Ghost let him know that's him. And he said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Man, I'm so thankful for that Lamb of God. I'm thankful for the blood that washes whiter than snow. You know how it is today? You got, you got to buy a, a different kind of cleaner for everything. I need a cleaner that, that can clean this. I need a cleaner that can clean that. You can't put that cleaner on this. You got to have a separate cleaner for everything. But this one cleanser, this one cleaning blood of Jesus covers every sin that we have. When Paul made that list in 1 Corinthians 6, and he went down through that just listing uh, adultery and fornication and effeminate and murderers and thieves and, and all these things, he said, and such were some of you. But anybody in that list, he said, but you are washed. Washed. Washed clean. The blood can take care of lying. It can take care of stealing. Yeah. It washes every sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from every sin. He said, but you are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You and I will never be able to move iniquity out of our life. Only Jesus can do that. We must have an encounter with Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all and he is Savior of all. Isaiah 1 and 18, the Lord is telling. You ever heard anybody say, if you would just listen to reason? But this is what the Lord's saying right here. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. He gets the stain of sin out. A stain is something that uh, gets down in the fabric. It's something that gets in the fibers and, and it takes something to get rid of it, to get it out. And, and it takes something to get that stain out. It takes the blood of Jesus to get that sin out. Now you and I, something can get stained and we'll just throw it away or change the purpose. I can't put this, you know, stain the tablecloth. Can't put this back on the table. We'll just... Let's just use it for you know, a beach towel or let's use it to dry the dog off with. or, or let's, you know, it's, it's, It'll never be what it was before. But, and we think, man, we've made these mistakes. We'll never be what we were supposed to be. That's why you need to go see Jesus. <laughs> I'll never be able to do what, what, what I was supposed to do because of, that's why you need to go see Jesus. Because he can deal with the things that you and I can't deal with. He can fix the things that you and I can't fix. He can clean the inside. And when the inside of it's clean, the outside's going to get clean, and then it can be used. The Lord washes us. He saves us. He restores us. We learn in the Scripture that men like to deal with sin by throwing stones. But Jesus likes to deal with sin 
by shedding blood. He likes to have mercy. He likes to have grace. He, he, he's not here to stone you today because of what you've done. He's not here to cut you off because of what you've done, but he's here to fix you today. Uh, if you've done something, you've, I've made these mistakes and I, nobody knows but, but me, but the Lord knows. And, and, and well, and then, hey, he ought to know. And you ought to be glad he knows because he's just saying, I've got the answer. Come, let us reason together. Let, just listen to the voice of reason today. Just hear what I'm saying. Quit trying to cover it up. Quit trying to fix it yourself and let me clean it. Let me clean it. Praise God. The wages of sin is death. But we can avoid that because of the blood that Jesus shed. The soul cleansing blood. We used to sing it, are you washed in blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb. You ever notice that's, that's yeah, it's a song, but it's true. It's not the, the flesh cleansing blood of the Lamb. It's the soul cleansing blood. Because the Lord's like, if you'll believe in me and you'll obey the gospel and let me clean what's on the inside, I'll put a new heart in you. And out of the heart, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Out of the heart are the issues of life. And when we get the heart clean, the outside starts lining up. Yeah, but you got to let Jesus clean, cleanse the heart. You and I can never do that. We, it ain't like taking fish oil that's good for your heart. It ain't like uh, running stairs and doing cardio that's good for your heart. You need blood, the blood of Jesus. We must have it. Got to have it. That's what it's got to be. The blood will never, as the song says, lose its power to cleanse us from sin. At the end of the book, we will find people. This is why you can't ignore Jesus. This is why you can't put him off because you've got to have him. In Revelation 7, 13 and 14, one of the elders answered me talking to John. He said, what are those which are arrayed in white robes and whence came they? And I said unto him, sir, thou knowest and he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. We will never escape the need for his blood. We must have remission of sin. And the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. We're going to have to deal with the blood. And friend, I know today sometimes people they say, well, if I see blood, I pass out. That's all right. You still need this blood on your life. This is the message that we preach today. I'm, not, I'm almost done. I mean, how, how many other ways can I say what we're trying to say today? Uh, that we need the blood of Jesus. It is the message that we preach. It's what it is. In Luke 24, Jesus gave the instruction. Luke 24, 46 and 47 the Lord said, Thus it is written, thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That was the instruction. Remission of sin is application of the blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. It was like that in the Old Testament, and it was mirrored uh, throughout the Old Testament till it got to the New Testament where the spotless Lamb of God was slain on Calvary, shed his blood to remit our sins. And so he told his disciples, he said, this is what you need to do to go preach this, preach repentance, remission of sins in my name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. About 50 days later on the day of Pentecost at the end of, at the altar call really of Peter's message, he said this in Acts 2, 36 through 38. This is the application of what Jesus said. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus who you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the brethren, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You hear, remember what Jesus said, preach this in my name. And this is what Peter's preaching. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's where the blood is applied. When we are baptized in water, in his name, the blood is applied. The blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. 
Yes, it is by grace through faith, uh, faith in his word and obedience to his word. You can have faith in the word all day long, but if you don't obey it, faith without works is dead. And so I'm thankful today that he gave us a way for him to work on us, to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's a new life. And now the sins that have stained us are gone. That doesn't mean we won't mess up and get something on them. The Bible tells me to let my head lack no ornament and always keep my garments white. I've told people, said, you know, you need to stay away from the mud holes if you're going to keep those garments white. Stay away from things that can get them dirty. But every once in a while, it happens. Stand with me this morning. Honey, you can come. I told you I wouldn't be long today. Now, for some of you who have never had your sins remitted in water baptism, I simply read you the scripture. It's there. We need baptism. 1 Peter 3 and 21 says, Baptism doth also now save us. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We know that to be saved, our sins must be washed away. Well, how are they washed away? Through repentance and remission of sins. Remission of sins comes through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ because He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. It is in water baptism that you get rid of the sin of the past. In Romans, Paul said it is faith in his blood that we deal with uh, the remission of sins past. That's why when people are filled with the Holy Ghost, they come down and they're filled with the Holy Ghost and they've been baptized in Jesus' name. We tell them now you need to be baptized because sure you have received his spirit, but there's still something there that has to be dealt with. It doesn't mean you're an awful person. It means you're just like every other human on the planet. You need the blood of Jesus applied. It's not like anybody is pointing a finger saying, well, you're so awful, you need to go to the water. We were all so awful, we need to go to the water. And so we tell people now, you need, and, and there's scripture for it. When Peter was preaching to the house of Cornelius while he preached, the Holy Ghost fell. They all began to speak with other tongues, filled with the Spirit. And after he saw that they had received the Holy Ghost, he commanded them, said, who can forbid water that these should not be baptized as well as we. And they, and they took them and baptized them in the name of the Lord because it was fantastic what they had received. But we still have to deal with what's inside. So if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues, it's for you today. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, if you believe that He is the Son of God that died for your sins. If you believe that today, you can be baptized in His name and your sins will be washed away. You'll come out of that water with a clean slate. It'll be up to you after that point. But if we do mess the slate up, there's still hope. 1 John 1 and 9 said, If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He wasn't writing that to somebody who didn't know him. He was writing that to the church. He said, I write unto you that you sin not. You're the church, you're the bride, you're the saints. But if you make a mistake, if you mess up, you do have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So once we have been born again, washed whiter than snow, and we get a little spot on this garment he said if you'll just confess your faults I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness there's an answer for saint and sinner today if you've got something going if you've been living for God for a while but you've got something going on well why not confess it today why not why uh, take the chance on losing out with God find a place of repentance and say Lord I'm sorry confess it and let him cleanse you from that if you've been messing around with things or looking at things or doing things you shouldn't be doing, confess it. Get it out there. Give it to the Lord. Let Him take care of it. The Lord's coming back one day. I sure don't want to miss it because I was too embarrassed to say, Lord, I'm sorry. But if you have never known that cleansing, you can do it today.
We have robes. We have towels. We have warm water. Not cold, it's warm. And we'll baptize you in Jesus' name today. I ask you at the beginning, I challenge you to hear what the Spirit would say today. If the Lord's talking to you today, if there's things in your life that you know I can't get rid of, I know somebody who can. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and he's still washing sin away today. While she's playing, the altars are open, and if you'd like to come and find a place to pray for a few moments, please come do that. Come pray and seek the Lord. If you've got a friend, a visitor with you today, pray with them. If they need the Holy Ghost, pray with them. If they want to be baptized, pray with them. Come and let God cleanse you today. Let God cleanse you today.
so thankful for the blood. So thankful for the blood of Jesus today. Aren't you thankful for the blood? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that you heard something today that has challenged you, encouraged you. And if, you need, and if need be, we'll lead you to make decisions. It'll be the best life you've ever lived. To be born again, Jesus said, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. That's exactly what Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost. Be baptized in water, be born of water, and be filled with the Holy Ghost, be born of the Spirit. I want to be born again. I want to make it into the kingdom. Amen? God bless you. One more time, one more hand clap to the Lord in this house. Thank God for you. I thank the Lord for you today. And if uh, you want to be seated for just a moment, I guess uh, I, I don't know who is doing what. So if you'll come and take this microphone out of my hand. You can't leave though. You had to stay here. So as most of you know, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And our pastor is the best pastor. <laughs> but he hates this. He absolutely cannot stand it. He wishes that this was not happening right now. Um, but he knows that he was not going to get away with that. So um, we also have something for Mama Walden and for Jake. Um, you guys don't have to come up if you don't want to. But we got y'all something because y'all are just as much in this as everybody else. Um, but all of the Sunday school kids made you the most beautiful cards that you could possibly ever see, ever. They're, they're gorgeous. Look at that artwork, y'all. Look at that. <laughs> they did so good. Kids, y'all did an amazing job. And we also got a We Heart Mama Walden in here, too. So, <laughs> But we asked the kids, we were like, okay, so when you think of pastor, what's the first thing that you think of? And the first thing that Elena Waldrop said was a safe place. That was the very, y'all, I'm going to cry. I'm telling you, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But that was the first thing that was said. And I obviously, I wasn't shocked because if you know pastor, then you know that's so true. Um, another one was love, the best, humble. We've got preach preacher. <laughs> and if you were here on Wednesday night, you'll get this one, wherewithal. <laughs> That's supposed to say wherewithal, but pastor changed it, and that's okay. Um, I, my favorite, that's the ancient Greek, oh yeah. My favorite thing that my dad does that he got from my uh, Papa Eberhardt was every time he opens a prayer, he opens it with precious Lord. Every time. That's the first thing that I think of. We've got wisdom, teddy bear. <laughs> kind of a softie, but the best. So funny. And then if you've heard him when he's teaching on Wednesday nights, he'll give you a, that's a fact, Jack. And he does that all the time, and that's my favorite. And then he'll, like, have his glasses, you know, and he'll look at you like this. Y'all do the hands. It's all in the hands, right? Am I right? Every time. And that's always my favorite. <laughs> but then another one that we thought of immediately was when Pastor gets up here and sings King of Kings and Lord of Lords. <laughs> Tenors, y'all crush it. But don't nobody sing that song like this man right here. <laughs> and no matter how hard you try, you are never going to out-worship him. And your dance moves are never going to be as great as his. I just hate to tell you. <laughs> but Andrea had a great saying today. She said, when Pastor says, I love you, you feel it. It's so genuine. And then Sister Augusta said, he always makes you feel special, <laughs> which is so true. If you've ever had a conversation with a pastor, you feel like you were the only person right there. And he's my dad, and so I can say that. Um, but Pastor, Candy, Jake, we, oh yeah, me, I'm in this too. Um, we see and acknowledge everything that you guys do for us 
in every department of everything, whether it's just in this church or it's answering phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning or people getting in wrecks and dishes go flying, whatever happens. <laughs> Wait, I know good and well that everybody can think of something where these people right here have come to your rescue at some point, and it would be wrong for us not to let you guys know that we love y'all and we appreciate y'all. Y'all are the absolute best. You serve with such integrity and care, and it's wonderful. And we love you guys so much. I love y'all. <laughs> but then, <laughs> this is from the nursery class. Thank you very much <laughs> from your flock. <laughs> Yes, so we love you guys. Let's give Pastor and Candy one more round of applause. Let's see what these little babies wrote about me. So Knox said, I love Pastor's hugs, and I like Pastor's bird. Uh, I, I love that Pastor always knows what to say. From Kaylin. Uh, Sister Duke said, I love Pastor's hugs. I love that you've always been a constant father figure in my life. I love you, darling. Thank you. Brother Pedro. <laughs> yeah. I man love you. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to be here. It was in a, a sermon or something. I, I think I uh, I love his I love his birthday. I love, I love his hugs. I like when Pastor dances and sings. I love the way he cares for all of his people. I love when Pastor snuggles me and makes me laugh. That's from Birdie. That, that was from Birdie. And then I love Pastor's hug. I love when Pastor takes a bath. Baptize. Baptize. So you know. Baptize. They think that's I'm giving people a bath, so it's technically, yeah, clean, washing sins away. Okay, amen. Oh, and I love that he never gives up on people. Well, well, I never will. If the Lord won't give up on you, I'm sure not going to give up on you. From all my family, Annabeth included, she does a, a lot for us and a big, big part uh, of this. But so from my family, thank you. We love you guys. I mean it. I wouldn't be doing anything else. Um, I would to God that I could fix everything that was going on in your life. I would if I could. I promise you, if I could pay every bill, right every wrong, heal every hurt I would do it I can't but I'll be here and I'm sure know somebody that can help you and I'll be glad to point you in his direction but I'll be here for you as long as I can me and my family will always be got no plans on going anywhere until the Lord comes gets us all amen but I also know that my family would agree with this that we don't do it all it's all of you guys you, you help us so much, so so much. You, you think that uh, you simply rely on us, but we rely on you guys. And we know that. We, and we, we cherish our people. And we thank God for such a good church family and great friends and loved ones in our lives. Because we are, this is Bible. I love being a pastor because you can always quote the Bible. We are all workers together with him. And so... We are thankful that we're all working with God, working for the kingdom. I love you all very dearly. Thank you very much for all this, this kindness and stuff. I'm getting close. It was the last day of the month. I'm, I'm almost got rid of it, but I'm trying to I keep moving it further down the line, so maybe next year y'all forget about it and uh, you'll forget it. But, um, so, but I know we got to go. We got things to do. I can't ramble, so... Much love to every one of you, all of our visitors that were here today. Thank you for being with us. I really mean it. We love you guys and hope that you'll be back. Our church family, if you can make it tonight from 5 to 8, be at the Harold's house. We're going to have a great time. All of, 
all that's here, you're invited. If you can come, there's a man standing over in the corner over there. He can tell you how to get there if you don't know. Brother Thomas has got the address. He can help you out. So if we don't see you tonight, hopefully we'll see you at prayer tomorrow night. And uh, going to have a great week. Uh, got people traveling. Got to be praying. Got a wedding on this week coming up. Sister Bailey will be getting married. So a lot of us will be traveling to Tennessee. That's about the only good thing going to be going on in Tennessee. It sure ain't no Rocky Top football. That's it. Praise God. I love every one of you. God bless you. Have a great day. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.